Today marks the 104th Remembrance Day where we honour those who have fallen in World War I, who sacrificed their lives for the freedom that we have today. A very important day for us here at Ticker News. I'm Holly Stearns. Let's get started. I came really to ask you one question. Are you ready to do this one more time? Votes continue to be counted in the US midterm elections. The House looks set to flip to the Republicans, but only just. The Senate, though, is a different story, as three key races remain too close to call. We crossed to Ticker's US correspondent, Veronica Dudo, to break down the latest numbers. It comes as Donald Trump admits the results have been disappointing for the Republicans. Across the US, Rupert Murdoch media outlets are showing little mercy for the former president. The Wall Street Journal and the New York Post are united in their stance, calling for the Republicans to move beyond Donald Trump. So is this the end of Trumpism? A full analysis with Bruce Wolpe from the US Study Centre next. Netflix has announced Chris Rock will front up a comedy special which will live stream globally in early 2023. Netflix says Chris Rock is one of the most iconic and important comedic voices of our generation, adding it's thrilled the entire world will be able to experience a live Chris Rock comedy event and be part of Netflix history. Plus, a sea of red poppies will illuminate the world today for the 104th Remembrance Day. A minute of silence will be held across many nations in honour of those who have fallen during World War I. Thousands of people will gather to show their respects for those who fought for the freedom that they have today. Now, from Ticker News, this is your world. Hello, a very warm welcome to our viewers right around the world. All of those headlines are coming up this hour, but first let's head to the United States. And that's where we begin today in the United States as votes continue to be counted in the 2022 midterm elections. The results will determine the fate of Capitol Hill for the remaining two years of the Biden administration. The House looks set to flip to the Republicans, but only by a slim majority. The Senate, though, is a very different story. Here, three key races remain too close to call. Whichever party wins, two out of the three remaining contests in the state of Arizona, Georgia and Nevada will ultimately control the Senate. President Biden says he's relieved that his Democratic Party performed better than expected and says the predicted giant red wave fell flat on its face. Now, in Georgia, Democrat Raphael Warnock has kicked off his runoff campaign against Republican Herschel Walker. The second round of voting is taking place after neither party managed to secure more than 50 percent of the total vote. Under Georgia law, a candidate has to win at least 50% of the vote to then be declared the winner. If no one gets the required votes, the election is run again, but this time with just two candidates. Speaking in the city of Atlanta, Warnock says this next race is about competence and character. On the other side of the coin, Walker is scheduled to kick off his runoff campaign in Canton, where he will be joined by Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Warnock stood beneath a mural of late civil rights icon and congressman John Lewis, urging voters to get it done. 
Now, this, of course, comes as former President Donald Trump admits the midterm results were somewhat disappointing. Trump had personally selected and thrown his support behind a number of key Republican hopefuls, many of whom were unsuccessful in their election bids. Now, right across the US, media outlets owned by none other than Rupert Murdoch are showing little mercy for the former president. The Wall Street Journal and the New York Post are united in their stance, calling for the Republicans to move beyond Donald Trump. The Journal's headline reads, Trump is the Republican Party's biggest loser, adding he's now flopped in 2018, 2020, 2021 and 2022. In similar fashion, a New York Post columnist says after three straight national tallies in which either he or his party or both were hammered by the national electorate, it's time for even his fans to accept the truth. Toxic Trump is the political equivalent of a can of raid. And we know that many, of course, were predicting a so-called red wave to flood the midterms, but it hasn't exactly gone that way. However, we must say the race is not over yet. Votes are still being counted and more Republicans could still win at this stage. Let's bring in Tigger's US correspondent, Veronica Dudo in New York for us. Veronica, it's not over yet, but it hasn't been the triumphing win that the Republicans were hoping for. Even Trump admits the midterm and results were somewhat disappointing. Hi there, Holly. That's right. So I think the big thing here is to understand what is the definition of what this so-called big red wave was supposed to be. So there's a saying that possession is nine tenths of the law. So there's no surprise that in the days following these election results that have not been called yet for these races, that both sides are claiming victory. So just to look at those Trump endorsed candidates, 174 of the candidates that Trump endorsed won. Only nine have lost. So President Trump did pretty good when you look at those facts, regardless of what a lot of media outlets, including ones owned by Rupert Murdoch, have to say. Meanwhile, the House looks like it has flipped. Senate still hangs in the balance. Of course, the final race we already know will go until December 6th. Meanwhile, Nevada and Arizona are too close to call. We just heard from the Election Commission saying that in Arizona, they will now stretch it through the weekend. So that, of course, is something that's causing a lot of ripples because so many people want to know exactly what's going to happen, who will have the balance of power and be in control of Congress in Washington, D.C., now, just kind of, again, looking at what the so-called red wave was, Senator Ted Cruz, a Republican from Texas, talked about how he looks at it. Take a listen. But it's worth pausing and reflecting what was accomplished last night. Number one, Nancy Pelosi lost, lost her job. We've taken the gavel out of Nancy Pelosi's hands. We're going to have a Republican majority in the House. We're going to have Republican chairman of every committee. We're going to have leadership in the House that, that, that has moved out of the hands of, of, of the crazy Democrats. Number two, I think you're right that we have a real shot at a Republican majority in the Senate as well. I think Adam Laxalt is very likely to win in Nevada. The numbers look encouraging right now. And I agree with you, Blake Masters has a shot in Arizona. It's ridiculous that they're still counting the votes there. But I think Blake has a shot. And then we've also got a runoff com coming up on December 6th in Georgia, where I think Herschel Walker will win. So, Holly, a few days ago, we talked about how this was going to be a long next couple of days. And now it appears it will stretch over through the weekend and into next week.
Veronica Dudo in New York, thank you. And as ballot counting continues right across the US, there are key Senate and House races still in the air. Now, we're going to be joined soon by Bruce Wolpe from the US Study Centre for his analysis. So stay with us for that one. But for now, let's move on to other news. It looks like Netflix is taking a shot at live broadcasting now. Today, the streaming giant has announced Chris Rock will be fronting up a comedy special, which will live stream globally in early 2023. In a statement, Netflix says Chris Rock is one of the most iconic and important comedic voices of our generation. The company adding it's thrilled the entire world will be able to experience a live Chris Rock comedy event and be part of Netflix history. Exact details remain unknown at this stage, but this will be Rock's seventh stand-up special. It's a big move for Netflix as well and will be the first significant test of live streaming, potentially paving the way for a number of its other programs to set a similar treatment. Well, a sea of red poppies will illuminate the world today for the 104th Remembrance Day. A minute of silence will be held across many nations in honour of those who have fallen during World War One. Thousands of people will gather to show their respects for those who fought for the freedom they have today. Here's a message from the US Ambassador to Australia, Carolyn Kennedy, this Remembrance Day. On this day, Remembrance Day in Australia and Veterans Day in the United States, we commemorate a shared history of courage and sacrifice stretching back more than a century. On July 4, 1918, Australian and American troops fought side by side for the first time at the Battle of Hamel on France's Western Front. That day helped turn the tide of the First World War. And since then, US and Australian service members have served alongside each other in every major conflict. A testament to the deep and enduring bond mutual respect and close cooperation between our two nations. I owe a personal debt of gratitude to Australia. My father, President Kennedy, fought in the Pacific during World War II. When his patrol boat was sunk by a Japanese destroyer in 1943, he survived with the help of an Australian coast watcher, Reg Evans, and two Solomon scouts. I'm honored to join the wreath laying at the War Memorial to commemorate the sacrifice of those who've been lost and to pray for the safety of those serving today. To all our veterans, service members, their families and caregivers, thank you. They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them nor the years condemn. As the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them lest we forget.